We're all in the business of lighting little fires of curiosity, right? But how do we know if the flame is catching or if we're just striking damp matches? Yes, you got it. You have to measure your classroom engagement. This topic can seem like a beast, but don't worry, I've got your back. Let's unpack this one together, shall we? Stay tuned. Hey there, educational rock stars. Welcome back to another episode of The Classroom Next Door. My mission is simple, to equip you with actionable tips, transformative stories, effective classroom systems, and expert insights for your K-5 classroom. I'm Farah, your host, also known as the Center Fairy, your go-to guide for all things simplifying your teacher life. Each episode dives deep into key facets of the teaching experience, from lesson planning and classroom management to student engagement and professional growth. If you're new here, I'm so glad that you found us on your preferred podcast platform. We are so happy to have you as part of our amazing educational rockstar community. So whether you're sipping coffee at home, out on a walk, binge listening while you're lesson planning, or on a daily commute to school, crank up that volume and get ready for a dose of inspiration and empowerment. Let's dive in. Let's dive in. Woo, educational rock stars. It is October and we are on episode two of season five. We were a little late getting season five started. Normally we start the seasons at the beginning of the school year. But yeah, there was a lot going on over here. I bought a house, or my husband and I bought a house. So we're no longer traveling full time. We still have our RV and we're still gonna be doing some traveling, but we're not traveling full time. And uh, along with that house comes uh, renovations. So we're super excited to be getting started with those. In fact, my poor office, my home office is in complete shambles. It's supposed to be done by now. While I'm recording this episode, it's a complete shambles, but by the time this episode actually comes out, it will hopefully be done. And and I'm hopefully back on video. Um, I'm also not feeling very well. I've got a little bit of a sinus cold, so you could probably hear it in my voice. I sound like a grumpy old man, but I'm not. It's just I've been trying to save my voice to get these episodes recorded. I'm going to be recording four episodes today for you guys, and they're all going to be about engagement and different aspects of engagement, and we kind of get a little deeper in each one, but I am just so blessed and so grateful that we are here on season five. And for you guys who've been around since season one, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. You guys and your your notes and your DMs and just sharing your your stories with me that, that they're actually what inspire me and empower me to keep going. All of the teachers that I have met, I've been able to mentor, I've been able to visit your classrooms. It's been absolutely amazing. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for sticking with me for so long, but I cannot wait to get back into my home office. We have a new office space right now that I'm leasing so that I have a podcast studio and then I can do some professional developments and things like that for teachers. So super excited here in the Houston area. Um, if you're a Houston teacher, give me a shout out or give me a shout, not a shout out. Give me a shout. I'd love to maybe meet up with you and sit and chat and just, you know, help you with things if, if there's anything going on that you need some help with. But yeah, if you're in the Houston area, shoot, shoot me a DM. Maybe we'll go have a cup of coffee. We'd love to do that. All right, so let's kind of dive in today's episode. We are going to be talking about how we measure engagement in our classroom. Now, before we do that, we need to kind of talk about the three different types of engagement. There are three major pillars of engagement, and that's behavioral, emotional, and cognitive. Now, 
I hope that you've heard of these, but if you haven't, don't fret because honestly, most of us, we become teachers, we get in our classroom, we hit the ground running, and unless we actually take a class on some of this, you may not know that these are like the three pillars of engagement. And even if you do know and you have heard of them, you might not know how to measure them. And that's really what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to start with behavioral engagement. Now, you know those kids who just can't stay in their seats because they're so excited to participate? Yeah, that's behavioral engagement. Now, here is a little tip. Make a simple chart to track these behaviors. So if little Johnny raises his hand 10 times in a week, well, he's onto something. He wants to engage. It is a behavior that he is exhibiting to show you that he wants to engage. A lot of teachers, myself included, would see this as sometimes it can get annoying, right? They're constantly raising their hands. And maybe we need to do a little bit of behavioral redirection so that it's not disruptive of behavioral engagement, but it's still behavioral engagement. So you need to kind of think about this when it comes to our students so that you can start tracking this and seeing, hey, these kids really do engage through their behavior. All right, next up is emotional engagement. This one requires you to put on your Sherlock Holmes hat. You have to kind of turn yourself into a detective and you kind of have to piece together the emotional puzzles in your students' lives. So try having one-on-ones with your younger students or maybe anonymous surveys for your older ones because the clues are everywhere. You just have to find them. One of my favorite ways to kind of figure out this emotional engagement on the part of my students is to give them a survey or even in the one-on-ones, ask them what are the things that they like to participate in. If your students like to participate in games, if they like to participate in talking, that can also be a behavioral engagement as well with our with our little chatty Cathy's. But talk to them or survey them and find out the different things that trigger that happiness emotion in them and is going to really light them up. Now, the next one is cognitive engagement. And this is probably my personal favorite because have you ever had that student who just wouldn't stop researching volcanoes even after the assignment's due date? For example, I had a second grade class one year that they all had to pick a topic and they were learning how to research things and we were doing an activity where they were having to go into the library and find different facts and use different tools. And I had one student specifically who was like, obsessed with volcanoes. And even after the assignment, it seemed like for the entire rest of the year, everything we did, he found some way to relate it back to something he learned about volcanoes. This is cognitive engagement. So encourage this level of interest. Create a deep dive section in your classroom where your students can display these extended projects. Give them a challenge of creating something at home that's not necessarily for grade, but it allows them to showcase some of the skills that you've been teaching in class and then bring it and show it to the rest of the class. Trust me, this could be a complete game changer, especially for some of your most challenging students. So we've danced that theory tango, but what does this really all look like from Monday to Friday, 8 a.m. to 3 p.m.? First, let's talk about class participation. 
You know, that one student who's practically melding with their desk. Well, let's use the classroom engagement rubric, a simple chart that is going to score their participation. Now, this isn't something that you're necessarily going to show to your students. You don't have to score every student in every single lesson. You could pace it out throughout the day if you need to pace. If you have lots of students, maybe you're pacing it out throughout the week. If you teach like departmentalized and you have one year I had uh, five different groups of students that were rotating through me. So you don't have to necessarily do this every single day for every single student, but I definitely encourage you to get at least a score on them for a morning participation and an afternoon participation so that you can kind of start to see when does this student really participate? Are they a morning person or the afternoon person? Because this will affect things like when you call on them to answer questions, right? If you're teaching something and you know that they just are not good after lunch, then maybe you don't necessarily call on them to answer in front of the class. Maybe you're doing more of a one-on-one engagement with them to ask them questions and get feedback or get them to answer questions. So this is just something to think about, but using some sort of simple chart or rubric is really great. And I used to have like a really simple one and just a, a checklist that I would keep in my clipboard that when I was teaching, I would have, and I could very easily just jot down a little number for each student as we were going throughout lessons. Now, the next one is to use learning resources. This is just another cool thing to track. How often are your students using their learning resources like the library in your classroom or educational software in your classroom or even manipulatives in your classroom? I don't know about you, but there was one year that the math manipulatives, the only time they came out was when I brought them out for students to use. That's not good. Start tracking how often your students are using all of these different learning resources in your classroom. You can even turn this into a friendly competition like the top researcher of the week or the top math manipulative user of the week. Trust me, kids love competition. So if you put something out and you tell them that when you see them using the the manipulatives and using them correctly or using the library or whatever educational learning resource it is, they love competition. So you can definitely get them ramped up for this one. Now, the next one is peer collaboration. Watching kids collaborate is sometimes like a well choreographed dance, but other times It's more like bumper cars. Keep an eye out during your math and literacy rotations, for example. You will see natural leaders start to emerge and also you're going to see those students who prefer to follow. Now, what do you do with this information? Well, when you are doing activities where you're going to be putting students into groups to maybe work on a project or work on a lesson, I'm not talking about during math and literacy center rotations. I'm talking about in something else you're doing in your classroom. If you keep an eye out for those natural leaders and those natural followers, you can do one of two things. Make sure you've got a leader in each group and make sure that you are giving those followers the opportunity to become leaders by maybe pairing them with a natural leader and asking maybe that natural leader to mentor them and allowing them to lead. There's so many different ways that this could be handled, but making sure that you're making those observations is going to be key. Okay, there's more. Because now we need to talk about the four dimensions of engagement. I know this is getting crazy, right? But there's academic, behavioral, psychological, and social. Yes, there's four of them. First, let's talk about academic. This is going to be really, really quick because I just want to share with you how these are going to affect when you're measuring the engagement in your classroom. First of all, there's the academic. Now, this isn't just about grades. Look at homework quality. 
Look at their attentiveness in classroom and other non-test markers. Get very creative here. Look at their academic performance, but not from a grade or test-taking stance. And really think about that when it comes to how engaged your a particular student is. Then think about behavioral. In terms of behavioral, you're going to consider things like cl- the classroom rhythm. How well do students listen? How well do they share? And do they follow the rules that you have set forth in class? Here is a tip for minimizing some of those unwanted behaviors in your classroom that might affect engagement. Try techniques like total physical response to engage your students physically in the learning process. I'm gonna talk more about this in another episode, but this is one of my favorite techniques to use to really cut down on unwanted behaviors, especially when I'm actively teaching the class as a whole. Now, the next one is psychological engagement, and this needs to be, again, you're going to be have to be that mental detective, and you're going to have to find a way to really get deep with your students. So using something like a student journal or the morning check-ins to gauge their psychological status in the moment. I used to have a check-in board in my classroom for my younger students where they would go put up a smiley face or a sad face or a tired face or all these different emojis. And I was able to very quickly glance over and see like, where are my students at this morning, right? This is a level that psychological engagement falls in line with the social emotional learning. So it gives you a way to kind of check in with your students to know where their engagement's going to be for that day. Now, there is social engagement. This is going to include things like friendships, conflicts, and the playground. Now, listen, you can't ignore this level of engagement. If your students are going out on the playground or they have lots of friendships or even if they have conflict with other students, right? And they're they're standing up with them for themselves or, you know, it seems to be like this nonstop back and forth with other students or they're very active on the playground with other students, but they're not engaging in class. This would be a clear indicator to me that there may be something going on between the power dynamic between teacher and student. So really measure their social engagement. This could give you some really good insight into why they may or may not be engaging in lessons that you're teaching. Now, I know this was a lot that we covered today, but remember, you don't need fancy gadgets to measure the engagement in your classroom. Sometimes something as simple as a thumbs up, thumbs down survey, or an anonymous feelings jar, or the anonymous, you know, feelings uh, emojis that they can put up on the board, and it just gives you an overall sense of what the feeling is in your classroom that day can go a long way. But Measuring your classroom engagement is both an art and a science. It's all about creating that magical moment where curiosity meets opportunity. So go on, try out some of these strategies, and like I always say, keep being the educational rock stars that you are. Thanks for joining us here for another episode of The Classroom Next Door. If you gained some valuable insights from today's discussion and want to up your teaching game, make sure you explore our full episode library on your go-to podcast platform. Click that subscribe button so that you never miss out on our weekly episodes and take a moment to skim through the show notes for handy links to all the resources that we talked about today. Your five-star reviews not only brighten our day here at FHE, they also help other teachers discover the treasure trove of educational tips that we have in our episodes. So if you find value in our show, we would be thrilled if you could rate and review us. 
We're eager to connect with you as well. So slide into our Instagram DMs and share your thoughts on this episode. Better yet, screenshot this episode and tag both us, Farrah Henley Education, and a fellow educator so that they can benefit from today's topic as well. Your shares are our inspiration. Until next time, continue being the educational rock star you are, and thank you for making us a part of your journey.